For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Are you an ultimate Eagles football fan? Well, you're in the right place. Well, you're in the right place. This is Birds 365, hosted by the new Mac and Mac, Jody McDonald and John McMullen. Here we go, here we go. Who collectively have covered and talked about more than 50-plus years of Eagles football. Kick off your day with Birds 365. You'll get debate. We love to argue. You'll get the real story from inside the locker room. And you'll hear from some of the great football minds from around the region. You're about to become an Eagles insider. Get in the game. Join Jody Mack and Johnny Mack and join the football community that flocks to Birds 365. Birds 365 starts right now. Welcome to the NFL. Let's go. Let's go. Go. And a good Monday morning, Birds fans. This is Birds 365 with Mac and Mac, John McMullen, Jody McDonald. Good to see Johnny Mac made it out of the D.C. traffic and back here to the Delaware Valley without issue, as did the Philadelphia Eagles with a win, although at times it was pretty damn scary on Halloween weekend. Yeah, some people actually like scary movies. My daughter does. She watches them all the time. When a new one's come out, you got to go see it. I like a good scary movie. I'm with her. You do? I do, but I don't get scared, so it's not really scary. I think it's more Right, it's uh, not having the effect that's supposed to on John McMullen (laughs) and more power to you. I'll take a good scary movie every once in a while, but I'm not going to throw myself in front of the TV or the screen or the theater, whatever the first time comes up, man, Eagles can put a scare into you. At the end of the day, yeah, they get the scary monster, they get the scary villain, whatever, but at 7-1, and one, you got to like the results. Man, they can make you sit on the edge of your seat all day, Johnny Mac. <clears throat> uh, yeah, at times. I mean, other times they're dominant. I mean, that's what I take out. More scary than dominant this year. Come on, eight games. Well, <laughs> They haven't had too many walks in the park. Uh, I, I mean, there's a lot of games. I, I kind of gauge it by, you know, do I feel they have a chance to lose the game? Do you ever get that feeling? All right. So, well, you know, any, any yesterday, time. did you feel they had a chance to lose that game yesterday? Not really. It, it, when they scored, I'll tell you, the, the when they're down 14-3, that's their largest deficit. And I was starting to say, well, maybe it's not their day. That was at the point where, and then they immediately scored to make it 14. I'm like, all right, they're going to, they're going to outlast this team. They're going to, 
they're going to they're going to press they're going to do what they news, usually do they have you know issues at times but ultimately they wear these teams down that's what i think happened yesterday so 14-3 kind of but once they made it 14-10 i'm like eh, you know washington's not going to be able to stand up not going now they did a better job than i thought they would and they held up for longer than i thought they would and I thought Eric Bieniemy had a tremendous, tremendous game plan. Tremendous, number one. I think he deserves a lot of credit. Ball comes out of his hands quickly. Eagles didn't adjust. All that kind of stuff. I, you know, and hopefully they get back and they, because if other teams try to copy that, they're going to have some issues. But the Eagles are generally pretty good at adjusting. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and uh, I, you know. I give Sam Howell credit. Had a tremendous game, bounce back game. As I said, I give Eric Bieniemy a ton of credit. Thought that was a great game plan. But that Eagles offense, I mean, I give them a ton of credit as well. Jalen Hurts obviously can't move as well as typically, so the run game was was off the table a little bit. He threw the ball 15 times to A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith. The ball never hit the ground. 15 for 15. You know, so it, people go back and forth. To me, that's the strength of this team. They can beat you any way. They have to. Um, and, and you know, you get the weeks where they run the football like early in the season. Oh, Jalen can't throw it. Jalen, you're going to have to throw it at some point. You, got, you hear it all the time. Now, where's the running game? Where's the running game? They just do what they have to do to win a particular game. And as we saw around the rest of the league, and really you could only, if you want to be, you know, if you want to go micro instead of macro, look at the Eagles. One week, they're shutting down the best offense in football. And the next week, they can't deal with Sam Howell and company. This is a week-to-week league. Yep. And people adjust and they over-adjust and they do things for you specifically and whether it's San Francisco having this little tough streak or Kansas City losing, talk about Patrick Mahomes and the flu all you want, they lost the football game. The Eagles lost one game to Jody's Jets. And, and how did they lose that game? Let's be honest. They shot themselves in the foot. They should have won the game. They beat themselves. Now, a lot of teams say that. The Eagles can say that and be truthful because they were minus four and they still would have won the game, by the way, at minus three if they just would have punted. So there was a bunch of stuff that happened, and they did legitimately beat themselves. They find ways to win games. They find ways to win games, and that's the most impressive aspect of this team to me because other te- other people can't do that. Right. 7-1 and, and 7-1. There's only yeah. one 7-1 team in the NFL. And that's the Philadelphia Eagles, plain and simple. We started top, we here on Bird 365 and everywhere else, micromat. Yeah, we get into the weeds. We break down the slightest little stat and or part of the team. We can. And then you got to take the step back and take the 2,000-foot look. And they're 7-1. and one. And that's the most important stat of them all. W's and L's at the end of the day rule over everything else. And there's only one 7-1 team in the league. And that's the Philadelphia Eagles. And you got to give them credit for that. They find, as you say, they find ways to win. Doesn't mean we can't say, where did the best defense, where did the best unit in football 
we've continually harped on this and given credit to our buddy from NFL.com who said the best unit in football, if you're just looking at units, is the Philadelphia Eagles defensive line. Coming into the game, I know one idiot host who set the over-under on seven, <laughs> seven and a half last. I warned you on that one, Jody. I, I didn't think it would be as bad as it was. I remember but. you going, I think the Eagles are only going to get one. No, and they're not going to get it until late in the fourth quarter. Now, a key play by Hassan Reddick. Give him credit for it. But nobody saw that coming. Are you kidding me? No, Sam I didn't. I, I didn't see. Times coming into the game. <laughs> And it's time to pick and choose back there. Yeah, I know he got rid of the ball fast on most plays, but talk about guys being wide open. Oh, my God. The Eagles' defense was terrible for the great majority of that game yesterday. Yeah, I, I didn't think they'd get one, but I was pretty consistent that I was going under with that number because for the exact reason. No, Eric is going to overcorrect. I, I said it on the show. They they know coming in – um. They're, they're not a good pass protection team, and they're facing the best uh, uh, or one of the best rushes in football. And they were going to overcorrect. And that's how everybody plays the Eagles. And that's why their sack numbers don't meet their pressure numbers. Anybody, and I say this all the time with Tom Brady and Pete Manning, and this is what I say about sacks. Anybody can stop sacks. If you really want to, you can stop sacks because you can just get the football out on time and throw it no matter what, and throw it away, and do 75 different things. And that's why smart quarterbacks like Tom Brady and Peyton Manning, if you have a three-sack game against those guys in their prime, you were doing something. You were you were, you were were making an accomplishment. Um, I got no issue with the defensive front, other than, you know, Jordan Davis was banged up coming in. Jalen Carter got hurt, so they had some issues from a perspective of those guys weren't out there as much as they typically are, and they weren't as effective as they typically are. And you got to look, Jalen Carter's getting an MRI this morning. That's a big one because if he's going to miss some time, they're not the same when he's, it's, it's funny to say about a rookie, but they're not the same when he's not on the field. But Jody, the back seven was just stinking atrocious. I mean, atrocious in pass coverage. That was the issue. And, and, you know, Seth and I go back and forth about this all the time. I don't like the scheme. I say it a million times. I could scream it into the microphone a million times. And everybody, well, you got to press. You got to press. You got to force it. They don't do that. That's not what the scheme is designed to do. So when you hit that week and you saw it all the time with Jonathan Gannon and people hated it, well, now you saw it with Sean Desai. And people are getting the football out, quick throws. And if you don't make the tackle, if you're not doing your job on the back end, and Kevin Byers' first game was not good. That was the worst game Reed Blankenship played all year. It'll it'll be a, a race by the interception, but he did not play well. Right. Um, Sidney Brown did some nice things. Uh, when, you know, that's kind of Sidney. He'll pop. Uh, and you'll see his athleticism, then he'll make a bunch of mistakes, and that's why he's had trouble getting on the field. Eli Ricks, eh, you know, typical. Well, let's um, get, to, get to the two big guys. Yes, yeah, supposed all pro-level corners who also got beaten badly yesterday. Yeah, Slay and Bradbury. Slay hasn't been having a typical Slay season, to be honest. Uh, Bradbury, not as good as last year. Uh, to me, you know, he had a great year last year. Yeah, I, I think James has been solid. 
you know, he had the big play on fourth down. Should have been a pick six. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't think they've been playing as well. But the major issues and the linebackers, the linebackers, other than Zach Cunningham, who made a couple plays because of his length in, in coverage, and he's sneaky that way because he's so long. My boy, the middle of that field. Kevin Byard better get up to speed quickly, and I don't know how he can how quickly he can get up to speed, but it was not good. He played the entire game. I expected that. Good yep. for him, but he was not good. Reed was not good, as I said. The slot corners were not good. The linebackers were not good outside Zach Cunningham. And when you're getting the ball out quickly and you're disciplined, and, and they were, and I think at some point, Sam, at one point, Sam Howell was 20 of 21, Jody. 20 of 21. And he finished. Was, you know, was, was the incomplete a drop by Terry McLaurin? Because he dropped a couple years. He dropped too late. And that's the thing. Terry McLaurin usually kills them. Yeah. Um, and he dropped back to back. Third, it would have been a third down conversion. He kind of slipped. Um, and he dropped that one that he typically catches. And then fourth down. But it wasn't a great throw by any stretch of the imagination. But he he got both his hands on it. And he admitted he should have caught it. Yeah, the, the Eagles got lucky. And that was on a drive to tie the game. So, and and if Terry converts, uh, they would have been deep in Eagles territory. So who knows what happens from there? Um, so they got a bit of a break. But, you know, at the end of the first half, he was 24 of 26, Jody. 24 of 26 in the first half, Sam Howell. And Sam deserved it. Sam played really well. Um, he really did. Um, and he's, uh, uh, Ed Kratz probably going to, spike the football because yeah, he's he been the biggest Sam. um you know when you look at some of the young, other young quarterbacks in this league i'm not saying he's going to be a star but i like him better than a lot of young quarterbacks in this league he seems to have a a, a good feel for what he's trying to do now he's got to figure out the pass protection because i guarantee you who's watching i haven't even looked at the schedule i don't know who's washington has coming up um, but that's how coaches are, you know, they're not going to protect him the way they did against Philadelphia. They were doing it on purpose because it was Philadelphia now. And that's why I say it's a week to week league. So they're not going to play the same way. The Eagles aren't going to play the same way against Dallas. Dallas isn't going to play the same way against the Eagles. It, it really is a week to week league. So, you know, this is all we can talk about it. We're going to talk about it all week, and then we'll talk about Dallas. But, you know, you can't take too much. It, it, the best extreme of them all, Jody, is they completely shut down the, the best offense in football seven days ago from this game. Set best offense in football by far. One of the best offenses in history, at least for that span, the Miami Dolphins. Almost 37 points a game, almost 500 yards a game. They gave up 244 yards and 10 points. And then the next week, they're playing the Washington Commanders and Sam Howell, and he's on pace to be sacked more than any other quarterback, and they give up 397 yards passing. They can't get to him. It really is a week-to-week league. 
And if that the, doesn't prove it, I don't know what does. You and I see it a lot alike. The only difference is the defensive line helps the secondary. The secondary helps the defensive line. Which came first, the chicken or the egg? If you get good coverage, it gives the defensive line a little bit more time to get to the quarterback. If you get great pressure, it gives the defensive backfield that much an easier job to do because they don't have to cover as long. Sounds to me like you're giving the defensive line a pass and putting it all on the secondary. I think it was a shared thing yesterday. They didn't, they didn't, they just didn't get in Sam. It wasn't like Sam Howell made every pass in 1.9 seconds. He got it out for the most part. He got the ball out pretty damn quickly, but it wasn't every single play. And the defensive line did not get a sack till Hassan Reddick made a play very late in the game. It came at a key time. Thank you very much, Hassan. He saved his place for the end of the game. He always seems to get him at the end of the game when the game is getting close. And good on you. That's a nice trait to have. But they did not. Sweat did nothing. Fletcher Cox did nothing. Don't know how hurt Jalen Carter was, I, I, but he did I, nothing. I, I, now, I'm going to be interested to see the PFF grades, but I think people should be giving Fletcher his flowers today for the mere reason that he played the freaking entire game almost because, again, Jordan Davis couldn't go to his typical level. Jalen Carter couldn't go to his typical level. And these are the young guys. These are the guys, you know, this is the time of his career where Fletcher's supposed to be scaling it back, and they need him, and he shows up and he plays, and I thought he played well. I'm not giving him a pass, but I will say this. When, it, when as I mentioned, in the first half, 24 of 26 for Sam Howell. In the second half, when the Eagles finally got a little bit of lead or it was a tie game that was going back and forth, you know, he finished 39 of 52. So when he did have to take a little bit more time, he had more issues. I mean, nobody in the world can you know, keep up 20. Now, why did he have to take a little bit more time? He had to take a little bit more time because the, the, the Washington was behind and they had to get, you know, look at the McLaurin place. You know, he's got to convert there. He can't throw a bubble screen there. He can't throw a, a, a quick and hope somebody breaks a tackle and gets eight yards and converts the first. You got to take your time, step back, throw the football. And he was pressured. He was a little bit more uncomfortable. I'm not saying it was great, but I, I'm saying if you want to rate the chicken and the egg argument, and you're right, it's covering, you know, JG used to say all the time, it's covering rush, rush and cover. If you want to say who was better, oh, the defensive front was stinking better than the back seven. Well, now that's that. a low bar, but that, right. that, that, that that's not even close. But I think it's more like 60-40. You're making it sound like it's 90-10. The defensive uh, backfield yeah, was worse. It was It was yeah, but I'm I, saying 75-25. Okay. Uh, that was 60, a pitiful And, oh, by the way, Sam Howell was only trailing two touchdowns when there was a minute left in the game, which, oh, by the way, he went down the field and stuck it in the end zone in about 50 seconds to get it back to a touchdown yeah, that, and then that, do that, an that, onside that, kick. That, that, yeah, so what point great. was he, oh, my God, I got to throw the ball downfield because we're so far behind, they were only down by touchdown. Yeah, that was a great throw, but that was kind of that was kind of garbage time throw. Uh, the, the Eagles swept had taken it in; they were up two touchdowns. I mean, at that point, I kind of that the game's over to me at that point. Now they got the onside kick, and look, it was it was a bad performance by the defense as a whole. Um, I don't think anybody's going to dispute that, but if I'm going to grade, you know, who the biggest problem was. It was the stinking middle of the field. 
It was Reed Blankenship. It was Kevin Bayard. It was the slot corners, Sidney Brown and Eli Rakes. And it was those linebackers who couldn't cover a thing. I give a little bit of a pass to um, Zach Cunningham, who did a few nice things. But that was the issue. And, yeah, and I think yeah. Howie's going to be on the phone today. I'll take uh, whether a broad brush stroke and tell you the entire defense stunk. If you want to break it down group by group by group, yeah, the secondary was the worst. They were absolutely the worst. Defensive line, you come into the game, and he's been sacked 40 times, 40 times in eight games, and you get one sack. I, I'm sorry. But that's what I'm saying. I mean, how how is Eric the enemy? Go break down every Washington. Did Eric the enemy just become a genius this week, and was he an idiot for the first no, seven weeks? He put together a great game plan for this week. I'm saying go ahead. Anybody can look at every Washington. So he was game. an idiot for the first seven weeks, is what you're telling me. He couldn't why, figure out why. They, see, they, this they is can't, this they is, can't get pressure on. They, they continue. This to get is pressure what on drives. This is what drives me crazy. You don't play the same way against every team. Can we agree on that? I surely agree. So why does how he? Why does how Eric Bieniemy played against a team he doesn't think has a good pass rush? have any relevancy to how we played the game today when it was clear yesterday, excuse me, when it was clear his entire game plan was built on getting the football out of Sam Howell's hands as quickly as possible. He's not an idiot. He's a very good coach and he had a very good game plan. Now, who do they play next week? I guarantee he has a different game plan. I guarantee he doesn't do that again because he doesn't have to. Now, should he do it more? Should he do it more because of how they've struggled? Yeah, probably. And that's probably a fair criticism that's, of Washington. That's the point I'm trying to make. That's pro that's a fair criticism of Washington. But it doesn't change the fact that they don't typically play the way they even played the Eagles. They didn't play that way in the first game. And they were very successful in the first game as well. But they didn't play that way to that ludicrous degree. That was unbelievable. Which, by the way, John, and I know you don't have these numbers handy. I surely don't have these numbers handy. I really know what the breakdown was. We're making it sound like Sam Howe released about 1.8 seconds after every single snap. That he did this unbelievable Early job game. of one step and throwing. I, I, I'll go so far as to tell you I don't think there's that big a difference between how quickly he got rid of the ball in game one against the Eagles and how quickly he got rid of the ball yesterday. Well, in I, the second half, it became lesser. Of, of that, but right away, right off the bat, when the Eagles were struggling and were down 14 to three, it was bang, bang, bang. That ball was out. And yeah, the, the, uh, the secondary like um, and not even the entire secondary, that middle of the field and the linebackers, I don't want to give them a pass. Yeah, they weren't good. They I'd weren't like good. to see the numbers on how quickly the ball actually came out of his hands. Uh, again, uh, the secondary Are we debating was debating the ball didn't come out quickly. We're debating on whether it was the sole reason to the, to the effect that you're giving the defensive line a pass for not getting uh, to him at all. I, I'm not That's giving I'm, I'm not giving him a pass, but if if you're if you're getting the ball out that quickly, and again, I use the best examples of this are Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. They never got sacked a lot ever, ever. I don't care if it were the, it, you could, you could, you could time travel 
and get the purple people eaters and the steel curtain and the fearsome foursome. Any defensive line you want, the greatest defensive lines in the history of the game, we're not going to sack Tom Brady a lot or Pete Manning a lot. They are not because you can prevent, if you're a quarterback, you can prevent the pass rush if you want to, if that's your desire, if that's your desire, because you 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 have the football, you're in control. And guys like Brady and Manning, because they're the two best, that's why I use them. And I'm not comparing Sam Howell. To yeah, that. you are. That's what I was no, going to say. No, I'm not. I'm saying that's the example, but you want to erase the example. You can You put it out there. I didn't erase anything. You compared Sam Howell to Tom Brady I'm and Big Manning. comparing the ability to get the football out of your hands quickly, limiting a pass rush. If you're Carson Wentz, everybody looks at last year's game at Washington when they got nine sacks. Carson holds on to the freaking football. There are certain quarterbacks that allow you to, to have big sack games. Certain quarterbacks do not. Sam Howell yesterday, and it's more has to do with Eric Bieniemy's game plan, was not going to allow you to have a lot of sacks. That's all I'm saying. Well, then, then another guy we got to call on the carpet here, and we got to get to Jeff Curry in a second, is Sean Desai and the whole defensive philosophy. Is, is there no in-game adjustments? Is there no there ability to go, adjustment. oh, spit, they're getting the ball out in 1.8 seconds. You were making Sam Howell look like Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. Why don't we push up our defensive backs a little bit? Why don't we check somebody at the line? Nope, oh. it's our philosophy, and we have to stick with our philosophy and give them openings to start the pass route every single time. At some point, don't you have to adjust, John? All, all I got, all I get from fans all the time because they think I like Yan, and I get it from Seth all the time. I get it from you a lot of the time. Oh, Sean decides great at adjustments. Oh, Jonathan Cannon was bad. He, he was he was last week against Miami. I saw nothing yesterday. So it's a but, but like you said, the, the, the thing that you've said right more than anything else so far is it's a week to week league, and it does change every friggin' week. And Sean decided didn't change Diddley squad yesterday. Or did Miami have a poor freaking game plan and they have a bad week? The Eagles defense doesn't change. I don't like the scheme. I don't like it. I say it a million times. It is what it is. It doesn't change. There are no grandiose adjustments when they're successful versus when they're not successful. They play the same damn Fangio scheme. There's no grandiose adjustments. There's no halftime tweaks other than they're having some oranges and taking a pee. Uh, they succeed when they execute, and they fail when they don't execute. That's what this scheme is about. It's about simplifying things. It's about playing fast, and it's about communication on the back end and, yes, getting home with the pass rush. You know, when teams like they did yesterday, when they take away one part of it with their game plan, you know, Seth's big thing is, well, you got to bring up and press. They don't practice that. They don't practice that. So you're not going to change what you do. And Jeff Kerr is a Penn State guy. We got to get to Jeff Kerr. I'll bring it up. I always bring up Jeff Franklin. Uh, uh, excuse me, James Franklin. Uh, fourth and five game against Ohio State. Always bring that up because people lost their minds. They ran an RPO. They run, wanted them to run because the game was on the line. 
They wanted them to run some kind of Bill Walsh masterpiece, West Coast crossing pattern that they never practiced, Jody. That's the point that people don't understand. You don't just pull something out of your ass when things aren't going well. You do what you do, and you hopefully execute better, better leverage, better technique. And and the middle of the field was a freaking disaster yesterday. A freaking disaster. No question about that. Thank God for the offense and A.J. Brown and Jalen Hurts because they very easily could have lost that game 15 yesterday. 15 for 15, A.J. and Devontae. 15 um, for 15. Unbelievable on the offensive side of the ball. All right, Mac and Mac guys here. Jeff Kerr from CBS Sports joins us next. Thanks for your patience, Jeff. He's up next here on Birds 365. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, We've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Champions on three. One, two, three. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. We're here to show you a better way to spend your state income taxes and get the money to where it's needed to move to the thousands of qualified kids. What we like about blocks is they really know where the need is. This program ensures that their dollars come 100% into these kids for their tuition assistance. If you are able, blocks makes the EITC piece go very quickly and very smoothly. Turn your PA state tax liability into need-based scholarships and receive a 90% tax credit. Since 1977, it's always been about you, the community, at Rafferty Subaru. And through the Subaru Love Promise, we prove we care by supporting charities like So Good Now. So Good Now helps kids in under-resourced areas by connecting them with student-athletes to serve as mentors. We remove barriers so athletes can help youth in the corners of our communities where light and love are needed most. When you choose Rafferty Subaru, you help organizations like So Good Now. It's all about you. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. And the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. Birds 365, AF for an Eagle with a little bit more than maybe we thought we would going into the game, but an eagle win just the same. 
and we get Jeff Cup Car up here. Maybe you need to go a little bit uh, more on the optimistic side because uh, me on the defensive line, McMullen on the secondary, we were kind of beating up on the Eagles in the first segment. I think they deserve being beat up. But, hey, how about that offense, Jeff Kerr? Who the hell on the planet can cover A.J. Brown right now? <laughs> uh, no one can cover A.J. Brown. Uh, I, you know, the Eagles have Darius Slay and James Bradbury. They can cover anything right now. Well, so they're, they're definitely not covering A.J. Brown. But it, it's just amazing what Brown is able to do week in and week out. I'm still amazed by the one-handed touchdown catching me. I know it was on the other side of the field. But like, it actually looked a lot more impressive in person than it did when I watched it. Uh, watch the replay of the game last night, and I, I'm just amazed by anything that guy does. The, the Eagles, I, I did it in my overreactions piece for the NFL in week eight. I put A.J. Brown as the best receiver in the NFL. I said it's an overreaction, but he deserves to be in the conversation with Tyreek Hill. He's been that good this year. He he's definitely put himself in the conversation, um, and he's happened to great. I mean, think about this pass-happy era, uh, guys, and, you know, um, nobody in the history of football has ever done what A.J. Brown has done, 125 or more yards in six consecutive games. So to call this a heater would be understating it. What's most impressive to me is Jalen Hurts is obviously dealing uh, with something. And before we did get to the dismal defense, um, Jody and I did mention, you know, people criticized Jalen Hurts early in the season when the Eagles were running the football effectively because teams were giving them those types of looks to run the football. You 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 hear it all the time too as well, Jeff. Oh, Jalen can't throw the ball. At some point, you're going to need to throw the ball for 319 yards and four touchdowns. Well, there you there you have it. 319 yards and four touchdowns. And oh, by the way, uh, as we mentioned, AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, 15 targets, 15 receptions. Um, it, this team can win in so many different ways. To me, that's what sets them apart. Uh, then every Kansas City, even Kansas City, Buffalo, whoever you want to throw out there. Dallas is coming up. Dallas is a very talented team. We're going to talk about them this week. People are probably going to get mad at me all week because I think a lot more of them than most Eagles fans. But they're not nearly as consistent as this team. Yeah, they had a bad game on defense. The offense picks them up. Offense might have a bad game here and there. Defense usually picks them up. Even special teams now is improved. Britton Cubby, another good punt return. So while we did get bogged down on, on the bad stuff, this is a pretty good football team and Super Bowl hangover, blah, blah, blah. And they went on the road. I'll throw that, Jeff. Their record on the road is astonishing. 13 of 15. Do we complain too much about this team? We might be critical, but they're 7 and 1 for a reason. And I actually, I held back on this. I saw a response yesterday when I commented on Jalen Hurts having 11 turnovers in eight games. I didn't say it was a problem. I just put out a stat. And someone said to me, oh, you're acting like this is a big deal. We'd still be 7-1 and one if you didn't have them. And I was going to respond, no, they'd be 8-0. Oh, no. They'd be 8-0, yeah. They would be. I mean, but, I mean, it's kind of amazing when you think about it. They get literally nothing behind DeAndre Swift from the running back position. Nothing. Ooh, be they, careful. Be careful. Coach came to they the defense get, of any game. Well, they big time get yet. Boy, he really nothing. did. 
Holy he, mackerel. Yeah. Don't you don't want to say anything bad about Kenny Gainwell, Jeff Kerr. The coach is gonna call you on the carpet. Yeah. I don't care what the coach says. The coach, coach can say whatever he wants. They they get nothing behind DeAndre Swift. And it's affecting DeAndre Swift. It's affecting the running game. Now, obviously, Jalen's mobility has a lot to do with that, but Eagles got a really good quarterback and they got a really good wide receiver. They got two really good wide receivers. Now you got Julio Jones to the mix. He's making plays. They still have, you know what? John and I were talking about this yesterday. They have a clutch football team. When you need to make a play on this football team, they're making it. Whether it's a Sam Reddick sack, whether it's a Julio Jones touchdown catch. Uh, you know, I know Terry McLaurin had a two uncharacteristic drops on fourth down yesterday. But yeah, that was the reason. Yeah. yeah, that was the reason why the Eagles beat the Commanders. Situational football. The Eagles are making plays. They need to make in the fourth quarter. And the Commanders, they're having two turnover on downs. Uh, Sam Howell throws a pick to replay. Ray Blankenship did not good game yesterday, but he made, in my opinion, one of the plays of the game when he had yep. the interception instead of the go-ahead touchdown. This is just a clutch football team. They know how to win game, and that's why they're seven and one. Yeah. Um yeah, I, I, you know, it's to a point where it, I, I was telling Jody when it was 14 to three, he asked me if there was any time I thought they were going to lose the game. I, I didn't necessarily think they were going to lose the game at 14 and three, but I did start to say, yeah, maybe, maybe it's, um, maybe it's not going to be their day. Um, and then they score and they make it 14 and 10. And then I just got the feeling that, Washington was not going to be able to keep up what they were doing and they were going to get worn down and the Eagles were going to win the football game. Then, you know, and to a certain degree, when you see Joey Sly at the end of the half, that's typically what the Eagles do with Jake Elliott. Um, He makes a 56 yarder and you say, well, that's pretty good. And nope, they wave it off, uh, false start and bang, he hits a 61 yarder. And then you say, maybe. Maybe, again, this is not uh, the Eagles' uh, day. And then they come out in the second half and, oh, ho-hum, start really cooking offensively. Um, yeah, I, I – and and the numbers in Nick Sirianni, the, in the Nick Sirianni era, 17-5 and five on the road, which is ridiculous. I mean, I don't think people understand how anymore how hard it is to win on the road in this league. And 13 out of their last 15 on the road in the National Football League. I, I, I boy. Can you read the win on the road like that? No, no, nobody does. But it, 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 no, you know who does? The Chiefs until yesterday. And it was a perfect dichotomy of the two teams. Tough spot, team that they can lose to, almost never do, always games. And they go into Denver and get beat. And the Eagles go into Washington and win. Yeah, well, I mean, during the Seriani, the Eagles have the best road record. I mean, nobody's got a better road record. Um, Now, and and as I said, it's only gotten better after the ugly two and five start. Um, Now, part of it, you can say they took over FedEx Field again. They have, you know, they can take over various stadiums and they have in the past, and that's certainly helpful. Um, But it's more than that. I mean... And I think it starts with Jalen Hurts, this this sort of steady presence that he provides never gets sort of um, 
a lot of teams panic on the road, let's be honest. And I think his his mindset kind of calms everybody. Um, yeah, it's hard to criticize the team unless, unless, and we, we've waited too long. So we gave the flowers out. Now, Jeff Kerr. All right, Jody and I were arguing. Who do you who do you blame more? Front, back seven. Yesterday, um, can I blame Eric Bieniemy because of his game plan? Uh, it was yeah, I, I bet it was a great game plan. Great game. Yeah, plan. I, I I mean, quick quick drop, find the middle of the field, neutralize the pass rush. Um, and again, that's why I said how clutch this team is because they couldn't have a sack all, all game, and then a fourth and five shows up, and what's the sorry to? Shows up and gets a forced fumble. He shows up at the right time, but yeah, the Eagles only had eleven pressures yesterday. Hassan Reddick had three of them, and two were in the first half. So they weren't getting the howl, but Howell was also getting rid of the ball quick. And we had the middle of the field wide open. Uh, yeah, he's going to. So I, I think if I had to pick, I think it'd be the back end. But again, I still think Kevin Byer, Reed Blankenship, Sidney Brown, Eli Ricks, whoever they put in the slot, by the way, that's who I think they're going to look for, a slot cornerback if Bradley Roby isn't healthy soon. Um, that's what – I think it's the communication they're trying to get there. Byard said it after the game yesterday. He told me, he told a couple other reporters, it's an unacceptable performance. We, as The gist of it is we have to be better and we will be better. You know, This is not our standard. And I mean, you could tell adding a veteran like that to that defense is going to pay off tremendously in the second half. So let me ask you this, Jeff Kerr. If the Fangio defense, with the which the Eagles have played since Sirianni showed up from Gannon now into Desai is what it is, and they're going to allow you to catch the football in front of them, which they sure as hell did yesterday, <laughs> why wouldn't everyone do that against them every single week? Why wouldn't every team go to town on the game plan that the Redskins had and just try and get the ball out of the quarterback's hands as fast as possible and watch the Eagles give up almost 400 yards of the offense. One, they can, and two, the Eagles will adjust. That's why. Uh, did you uh, see Did I, you see any adjustment from the first quarter when Sam Howe was getting the ball out of Andrew? Oh, man, that looks good. Oh, man, that, oh, it's 14-3. The adjustment never came. So what makes you think that – they they need those all important seven practices, seven walkthroughs during the week, however many they get to. That they that that's when they do their adjustment. Why didn't they do any adjustment at halftime? Yeah, you know, Jody, sometimes too busy, it's a, uh, too busy uh, going to the bathroom and eating some orange slices. Um, yeah, or, or or checking their phones, right, John? Yeah, um, at least yeah. We know, we know Most, Kenny Gainwell did. Most overrated thing in football is halftime adjustments, but you you you're, you you only you're, have twelve minutes. You you have yeah. no time to make halftime. You're supposed to you're supposed to be adjusting as the game goes on, adjusting. But I use that. I don't like that term. But um, what term would you use, John? I I would use tweaking. Um, you know, what about, if, what about countering? Would you use countering? Yeah, that's not bad. I mean, I mean, it, it's supposed to be built into the game plan. But to to Jody's point of why doesn't everybody do it? Because that's why the NFL is a week to week league. Now the Eagles are going to overreact to this, and they're that's what teams do. Um, and they're going to say, "Oh, uh, we got to we got to tighten this up uh, because we were so weak at it." And all of a sudden, somebody offensively is going to come in 
you know, a lot of teams like Miami came in here with hubris. Oh, we don't care. We're going to throw the football. We throw the football on everybody. We're going to throw the football. We're going to play like we normally do. And by the way, rightfully so. Why would they think otherwise? They were having an historic season offensively when they came in here. They're not afraid of anybody. So they're not going to get, they're not going to play like the, <laughs> the Washington commanders. So everybody plays differently every week would be my, my answer to Jody and Dallas. Same thing. Dallas thinks they can beat the Eagles. Dallas thinks they're more talented than the Eagles. Dallas thinks they're going to come in here and, and win a football game. They're not going to have the Washington mindset of <laughs> Eric, the enemy comes at, well, we got to get the football out of this kid's hand or he's going to get killed against this team, different mindset. So they're going to play differently. Um, and that mindset and we'll is why the Dallas out. Cowboys don't beat anybody any good because they think they can beat people good. And then they do lose to a team that's lost three in a row. Uh, they get blown out by a team. So, yeah, you're right, John. That's that's the problem with that mindset. I actually like how the Eagles overreact to things because I, I think overreacting is better than just resting on your laurels. And I think that's that's why the Eagles are 7-1 and, and why they've had the best record or shared the best record in the NFL since the start of the 2022 season, while most teams are trying to figure out who they actually are going into week nine. But the thing I would say is you're not going to see any grandiose changes in week nine. So in other words, you know, when, when people say, well, they, they have to tighten up in covers, they have to play press covers. That's not what they do. That's what, all I'm trying to say. They're not going to sh- throw out their seven and one. They've had the, Best record or tied for the best record? How many straight weeks, Jeff? I forget the number. Uh, um, well, let, me, let, let, let me count. 27? 27 straight weeks um, have had either the, the, the NFL's best record or tied for the NFL's best record. They're not going <laughs> to scrap everything because they had one bad performance in the back seven. And by the way, there's explanations. Kevin got fired. Hey, all the credit in the world playing the whole game with less than a week of preparation. He's going to get better. Obviously, the communication wasn't there. Reed Blankenship, that's the worst game he's played all year. Um, Kind of erased by the big interception, but he was not good. He's going to play better. I expect him to play, uh, you know, Sidney Brown's going to get better. Or Bradley Roby's going to come back. Uh, Slay's going to play better. Um, Bradbury's probably going to play better. Although I don't think Bradbury was that bad. Um, You know, some guys, sometimes you don't have a great game. It it, it happens. They they can be great next week. Yeah. I mean, they're they're great great more weeks than they're not. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. So I wouldn't, you know, they're not going to change their whole defensive scheme because Sam Howell had a good game. Well, call, call it what you want. Adjustments, tweaking. What was the other way? You had one other word to use to describe countering. It. Was countering. Countering yep. is good. Yep. Whatever it is, needs some of it. I'm not talking about scrapping the whole defense and go. Oh, now we got to play aggressive press. Well, I'm not saying you said it, but I, I hear it all the time. Happen, they got to play press. Little, they got to play press. A little tweaking, a little countering next week after the game they had would not be the worst thing out of Sean Desai. And I give Sean Desai credit because the first time they played Washington, he did something that Gannon never did an entire year, which is blitz linebacker. And he got home three times. And I know he went untouched. Oh, so why? 
Yeah, because that's that was the way they schemed it up. He was supposed to get in untouched because the Eagles defensive line draws as much attention as he did. So I was actually impressed with the fact that Desai did some countering earlier in the year. Yesterday, he countered nothing. He just kept with the same game plan all day long, and Sam Howell almost beat him. And, yeah, I got Ed Kratz coming up in about 40 minutes, and I'm going to have to eat some going to spike the football. Damn, He's going to spike the Sam Howell football. Did not see Sam Howell having the kind of game that he did going into this one. But uh, let's give props to the quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles. He's not admitting to it. They're not admitting to it. Someone put the report out yesterday that it's a bone bruise on his knee, which means he can't do any further damage to it, but he's paying, he's playing in pain. And you could see it a couple times again yesterday, John, maybe you could see it better or worse. I can't tell the, the place they put in that stadium down there is ridiculously bad. So maybe we saw it better on TV than both oh, you definitely did. Live. Oh, me, you definitely did. Jerry. Yeah, you did. He's just not, he's not even walking right. You can tell that there's something not right with Jalen's gait. And yet he plays through it and he plays tough and he takes a beating. How tough is this young man at quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles, Jeff Kerr? Well, I'll, I'll tell you how serious it is. And Mike Sealski heard about today about how long Jalen took yesterday. Oh, it was forever. His press oh, it, it was for And, and Jalen normally takes a while, but this was an extra while. You know where he was? Again, treatment on that knee. Friday, I always see Jalen when I'm in the locker room. Just always see him, just say a passing by, you know, we say hi. Whatever. I did not see him Friday. So I'm assuming he was getting treatment on that knee. Uh, you know, I, you know, nothing to report, but because you don't know, but he's obviously playing through pain. And he, honestly, this is where the whole, I get mad at Jalen can't throw. He's a running quarterback. Oh, yeah. You're going to fool me because he's been, awesome the last two weeks throwing the football and I think Jalen knows he the run game is basically taken away from him because of this injury and he's he's playing through a lot right now it, it's where it's a bone bruise or not uh you know I, that's what I personally think it is uh you know the sleeve or the brace or whatever he's wearing on his knee it's limiting him but Jalen knows how to win without running football and we're seeing it and you know the bye week can't come soon enough for the Eagles I I, I think a week off will do him some good yeah i mean with jalen yeah jake laser it is a bone bruise he is wearing a sleeve like brace it's not like a big bulky brace he's wearing a sleeve type like the one miles sanders wore last um no well miles had a bulky one yeah well miles had one bulky one and then scaled it back but and then he ditched it but um from from jalen's perspective you know he's going to play, um, and he's playing successfully. He's just playing a little bit differently. He's not going to run the football, um, and he'll get through this. I'm more concerned about Jalen Carter injury-wise because he's supposed to be getting an MRI this morning. They are not the same. When I was defending the defensive front um, with Jody versus – remember, I'm defending them versus the back seven. Um, they were not the same without Jalen Carter. And to a certain extent, Jordan Davis wasn't 100%. They were not the same yesterday. I'm not trying to say they were the same. I was comparing them to the back seven. Jalen Carter, and it's weird to say for a rookie, is sort of like A.J. Brown was for the offense last year when everything fit into place when A.J. got here. 
That's what happened on the defense with Jalen Carter. It wasn't Sean Desai's better than Jonathan Gannon or vice versa. It wasn't the, the secondary. They were making up. I argued the best slot corner on the Eagles this year was the defensive front because the slots were all awful. You don't play seven slot cornerbacks because they're doing a bang-up job. Well, you know, Avante got hurt, obviously. Um, if you have a slot quarterback, you play the slot corner. Um, they, they're they trying all these different bodies because nobody is, has, has, you know, grabbed the spot. Um, and hopefully that's Bradley Roby when he gets back or they make another trade or something else. Um, they are not the same team when Jalen Carter's not out there. If he has to miss some time, do you start to get concerned? I would. Uh, I will mention this too. I did see Jalen Carter yesterday. Um, now again, back injury. I, I'm not sure if he was, but he didn't look like he was under pain. As someone who's had a lot of family members with bad backs, um, Jalen. Now keep in mind, Jalen's a lot younger than these people, but Jalen did not look in in any pain when he was walking. Now this is when he was walking. So we'll see how MRI is, but yeah, um, they need Jalen Carter. Uh, they need Jordan Davis healthy. Um, I thought, John, you would know this off the top of your head. How many snaps did Jordan Davis and really end up playing? 17, both Seven. Carter and, uh, and uh, Jordan Davis, both at 17. Yeah, le- less than a quarter of the snaps yeah. at the defensive tackle position. Both of them you, can, you can feel the impact. Uh, and Fletcher had to play low. the freaking whole game. Fletcher played yeah, like 50. And, and Fletcher's or... been awesome this year. But, yeah, yeah it's that's not ideal. And, uh, you know, Milton Williams plays through a lot. And, and um, Milton plays, and he was banged up. He went, he came in with a heel, and then uh, he banged up a shoulder, and he, he fought through it. Um, yeah, yeah you, you wouldn't even notice it. Uh, you know, we saw a lot of Kadavious, uh Street yesterday, too. Yeah. But season yeah, Milton Williams plays through pain. He, he's... He's essentially the Jalen Hurts of the defense. <laughs> you wouldn't even know he's hurt half the time. Yeah. All right. So Jeff Kerr, we have now just over 24 hours to the trade deadline. Howie Roseman went out, made a deal last week, and kudos to Bayard for taking every single snap yesterday. Although he's still learning on the fly, and they'd get beat yesterday like most of his secondary mates. But you believe that's going to get better with a full week of practice underneath his belt. How are we going to do anything between now and the deadline tomorrow? Is there one more move up Howie's sleeve, or uh, they're, they're getting a little short on draft capital? I know Johnny Mac likes to say, you can trade 2025, 26 draft picks. Sure, you can, but every year you move off, the value gets a little bit less. Uh, not with the money. dummies that are GMs in this league. Don't don't give them too much credit, Jody. Okay. You got to remember, John, uh, it wasn't just a fourth-round pick for Albert. No, it wasn't. Uh, they, 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 got, they traded draft uh, space for Alberto. That's it. They didn't trade yeah. a fourth round pick. For yeah, Alberto. yeah, 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 yeah. They they swapped. Um, yeah, they. Yeah. I, I do expect Howie to be busy. I do expect him to be on the phone. Can he get something done? It all depends who's out there. I mean, I personally, since they all like to play Rashad Penny, I'd like to see them get somebody to help out DeAndre Swift. Um, personally, but it's hard to complain too much when you have the number two offense league in points and yards per game. Uh, but you could use an upgrade there. Um, I think they could look at linebacker. I think that's probably what we're going to be looking at, linebacker, slot cornerback. Maybe they can make a move there. I, I mean, these 
they don't have day three a lot of day three picks in 2023, and they have some in 2024. But it's not like these players are going to cost a lot at this point. It's more of teams trying to shed salary and just look forward to next year. So maybe Howie can get something done. Maybe your boy Jordan Hicks comes back, uh, John McCall. Yeah, maybe Minnesota's got to give up. I mean, that's a bad injury for Minnesota. They don't have a bad. They don't have a backup quarterback because. You know, part and here's another example. I'm picking up poor Quasio Dopamensa. You know, you assume Kirk Cousins is always going to play because he's always there. But if you play long enough, you're getting hurt at some point, and their backup is a fifth round rookie. Fifth round rookie. And that's a bad plan, Jeff Kerr. All right. Oh. So here's the deal. Let's combine two things here. <clears throat> Eagles send. Marcus Mariota to the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, we talked about this. Yeah, we I, talked about this last night. We know exactly where you're going here, Jim. Yeah. I, I you know, yeah, you know why it, Howie won't do that? Because Howie won't, you know, Jalen Hurts might get hurt next week, and Howie doesn't want to pull the plug on the season. He's not going to have a, a rookie seventh round pick as his backup. He's not going to do that. You're not going to do that. I'm not the biggest Marcus Mariota fan in the world. I think Minnesota would jump at that trade to have a, a competent quarterback. Um, and I see it wins it even competent. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there's no way Howie Roseman would go forward with a seventh-round rookie as a as a backup quarterback. Just absolutely no way. You know what's crazy about all this? The Vikings are right now the seventh season in the NFC playoffs. Yeah, they they were playing well, and they were getting back in. Now, you know, best case scenario, they're the last seed, and they're out in the first round, so it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. But, um, yeah, that, I, I, I'm sorry. I've been picking on GMs in this league for uh, two weeks now. They, they're just so many bad GMs. I, I, I typically give them too much credit. I say certain teams won't do stupid things. Oh, yeah, they will. So I'm, I'm done predicting how he won't pilfer somebody of something um, because that's how bad it, these guys value day three picks more than their own children. And the history says you're not getting difference makers and everybody, well, you might get Jason Kelsey. Yeah, you might. Um, I don't like your odds. Um, and all you have to do is look down the list of six round picks to, pretend that group is going to be all that meaningful yeah. that's where i i will defend the guy like quest Watkins when people say he sucks i'm like okay well he's a six-round pick who happens to be in the league for four years i think that's pretty impressive right but the reason it sucks is because the coach continually defends him which he did again yesterday with kenny gainwell on a day where kenny went gainwell didn't do much sometimes i don't understand where nick is going uh, John, I did get a text though. Uh, Tanner McKee said, "Tell McMullen I was a sixth round pick, not a." Sixth. Oh, sorry. Yeah, and, uh, I, and he, said oh, only, he said in Portuguese. Only, only twenty stuff. picks behind Jaron Hall, who's stepping in for the Vikings. We could argue that he should have been picked higher than Jaron Hall. Good luck, Minnesota. I know you we'll, go back to five hundred. We'll but... see. We'll see if he should have been picked ahead. Um... Yes, Jody McDonald's evaluation. I would he not. I would Jared. not want to play either <laughs> i would not want to play either um and you know nick mullins is hurt our old friend nick mullins he he was the actual backup and he's on injured reserve but uh yeah 
I'm not a big Nick Mullins guy either. Although um, he's a nice you know, guy. He's a nice guy. Carson Wentz is available there, John. Um, yeah, I don't yeah, Carson has done a fabulous job of destroying his reputation in this league. I, I you know, it seems like nobody wants Carson Wentz. It's kind of amazing if you think about it. What quite uh, yeah, the downfall. Because yeah. I mean, you know, Matt Ryan, people are trying to get him out of the booth. I don't know. I I mean, Matt, that, I'll that, say this firsthand. Matt has no interest. Uh, that's that's Quasia Dofa Mensa's problem, and it's his self-created problem. He's got to play a fifth-round rookie this All week. Right. Good luck Let, with that. Last thing, uh, and Jeff, thank you for, A, your patience while Johnny Mac and I went back and forth in segment number one, and B, coming on early with us today. Mike Florio, who sometimes I respect a lot. He gets a lot of good info, and I find myself agreeing with his opinions more often than not, but sometimes he's just whack. Uh, and Tom Brady. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. And Tom Brady would be one of those issues. I believe he wrote about, oh, I'm going to try and get this as close as possible. 187 posts that Tom Brady's going to be the next quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers. I, I, it was like a daily thing for about five months that Brady was going to. You know, Tom grew up a 49ers fan. I don't know. I know that he that. did. Did he yeah. sign with the 49ers? No. Hey, come on, Florio. At some point, he, you got to let it go. Uh, but immediately after Cousins injury report came down, he went to. You know, the Vikings could call Tom Brady. Oh, jeez. They could Brady? talk to him. Uh, oh, jeez. Come yeah, on, Brady, come on Brady to the rescue in Minnesota. Uh, you don't see that happening, you two. Oh, you, you guys are you guys are old enough to remember this. Tom Brady is the new Troy Aikman. Troy's going to the Eagles. Troy's going to the Dolphins. Hey, yeah, he's only he only retired from the league because of concussions. Troy had had 122. Same number of posts that Mike Florio did. That was the number of concussions that Aikman. By, by the way, it drives me crazy, and it happens a lot in Philadelphia. And we just brought it up with Florio and and Tom Brady. But because it's relevant somehow that he grew up a 49ers fan. What 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 what, what why is that relevant? You heard it for years with, with Philly's fans and, and Mike Trout. Oh, he's an <laughs> Eagles fan. He wants to come. I, 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 you hear it now with Micah Parsons. Oh, he loves the Eagles. Maybe he'll come play for the Eagles. I mean, first of all, they're not allowed to declare. Oh, I like the Eagles. I want to play for the Eagles. Kevin, I'm going to go Kevin play. Kevin Byer personally when, when you're a free agent, you can say whatever you want. You know, people yeah, grow Kevin Byer personally put in the Titans media guide that his hardcore team was the Sixers and his hardcore favorite athlete growing up was Allen Iverson, but it really was the Eagles and Brian Dawkins. You can't put it in the team's media guide. Yeah. Yeah, can. Troy, and that's why uh, it's a legitimate thing to bring up if you're No, it is not because people grow up and they generally do what's best for them and their families at that particular time, which usually more often than not has to do with how much money said team is going to give them. Um, 
otherwise Mike Trout would have been a Philly. Otherwise, you know, Tom Brady would have been a 49er. Um, yeah, doesn't work that way. Right. Here's here's where I'll go with you, John. And media members, myself included, you, Jeff, and everybody else. All things being equal, he'd want to come home. When are all things equal? They're almost never never equal. equal. There's almost always a difference in what someone's willing to pay and what the other person's willing to pay. So while it's true on its face, it's we're talking about this much of a percentage of the time that it actually happens. If if yeah, Passan Reddick got the exact same contract offer, yeah, he'd come back to Philadelphia. However, if insert team name gave them Three million more, I guarantee you Hassan Reddick wouldn't be in Philadelphia. Exactly. Reggie White Jeff is gonna Kurt. be a giant. <laughs> Who's gonna be a giant? Reggie White is gonna be a giant, and the Packers swooped in and he said, Oh God, you know, God pick pick me God to come God. No, yeah. no, they I mean, the sent him off to Green Bay. Even even the fact that they gave yeah. him the most money of all the teams even God can years. chime in at times. Even God hey, God can give me money. God likes to pass that uh, hat around on Sundays, too. God gets good advice. It happens to be always go where the most money is, typically. Yeah, it's really good advice. He doesn't even have to use where He just goes cha-ching, and you know what he's talking about. Uh, Jeff Kurt, thank you very much for coming on. We will talk to you again next Monday. Have a good week, brother. It'll be after the Cowboys next Monday. Should be fun. Yeah, sounds great. Thanks for having me on, guys. CBSSports.com was down with J Mac in uh the- I didn't see that Florio post. Florio's a Vikings fan, so he's probably hoping against right. hope. Yeah. That's but that's what before, that's about. Before as a Viking fan, he real literally had him San Francisco signing Tom Brady for about 180. Well, you know what draws uh clicks, Tom Brady. That's why he writes about yeah, he Tom does. Brady so he's, much. He's good at what he does, but uh, good. it's a good thing he's not making wagers on these because he'd be a poor man. He had Brady going to San Francisco forever. So he went down the Minnesota road yesterday. Not happening. Better chance Marcus Mariota is a uh, Viking than Tom Brady is. I don't think uh, Eagles are giving up Marcus Mariota. I do okay. not think. Do me a favor. Him. Clip that one, Xander. I don't think the Eagles are giving up Marcus Mariota. Got to save that one for posterity. They value the backup quarterback spot. Despite how he's played for most of his snaps. There's another one. You're right when you say he had to handle ground balls in preseason from the backup center. Hell of a shortstop, Marcus Mariota. Hell of a shortstop. But then every once in a while, I get a clean one and he'll throw it. Now, I'm not a big Marcus Mariota fan. From I, I don't think he played well as a starting quarterback in this league. Um, but as a backup, uh, I'm fine with him. Uh, because, look, who, who who's the best backup quarterback? I mean, the names are... Well, they're all bunch of are starting now. They're not backups anymore because yeah. guys are going down and like Most flies. of them aren't that good, um, to say the least. Um, Oh, I watched Tommy DeVito yesterday try for the Giants. Oh. They, hey, what? How many? How, negative nine passing yards. How is that even possible in the modern game? I don't even know how that's possible. Um, uh, that kid in Chicago, I always get his name Ty wrong. Badgett. I don't want to tie badge I don't want to screw it up. I just call him Tyson. It's Tyler, isn't it? I don't. I don't know. Oh. I then I usually call him Tyler, whatever it is. I call him the opposite. Um, yeah, there's a lot of bad backup quarterbacks. I mean, 
I said I was very happy with Gardner Minshew as a backup quarterback. Not that he was a great quarterback. I just thought he was a good backup. And, you know, he's the one guy who at least he puts up some decent numbers. He looks like a, you know, he doesn't win games, but at least he looks like a professional quarterback. Um, yeah, it's a bad situation. Uh, and you saw it with the Jets. I mean, the Jets have, you know, Zach Wilson, as bad as he's played, um, is actually he made a couple plays late yesterday. That's he what I'm saying. Awful for three and three quarters. But then I he mean, we made a couple. At plays least he late. can make a throw now and again. That's what I'm saying. There's so many of these backups. They can't even make a throw. It's at least he can he can make a play. He made that. I saw the pass to Wilson. That was a nice throw. Um, well, Wilson's you know, Wilson, such a stud. He's he is a great a player. If, if Aaron Rodgers was there, I said it from day one, he's going to be a superstar. And he would have been if Aaron Rodgers was playing. Um, and he already is a superstar. People just don't know it yet because he doesn't have the volume because he doesn't have a vehicle to get him the football. Right. Um, he's already a great player. And, and hopefully, uh, you know, Aaron can get back. And, you know, that would have been a good team. I, I I feel for you, Jody. That would have been a very, very good team. And oh, by the way, we talk about it a lot. We got to get a break in here, and uh, our buddy Ed Cratch is going to join us in less uh, than fifteen minutes. Who'd they beat? Who'd they beat? Who'd they beat? That's all anybody ever says in evaluating the league. Yeah, I know what the record is, but who'd they beat? The Jets have beaten the Eagles and the Bills. Say what you want about the Jets. Say you want about the quarterback state. Well, they've embarrassed every quarterback they played. They did embarrass Tommy DeVito. Yeah. Uh, What an accomplishment. Yes, their their coach gets a little emotional and overstates (laughs) his case every once in a while. But they've beaten good teams this year. They're 4-2 with a win over the Eagles, over the Eagles and the Bills. It's It's a very good roster. Uh, they just don't have a quarterback, and when you don't have a quarterback, it's red. But if the, and that's why everybody was so hyped up about that team. They finally had a quarterback, and everybody looked at the roster and said, "I don't know where they're going to." It's not like they're going to win a Super Bowl, but they would have been in the mix um, if Aaron Rodgers was playing. Um, and he was out. He was out there throwing the football before the game yesterday. You know, and this is what I said talking about Kenny Gainwell. You're right. I was in that press conference, I was rolling my eyes along with you. He's comparing Kenny Gainwell to Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown. Exactly. I think. But I, I hope people, because people jumped down my throat. I was telling them very early that this team trusts Kenny Gainwell. Um, I didn't say I agreed with it. I'm just trying to tell you what they think. And they love Kenny Gainwell. Why? I don't know. But they love Kenny Gainwell. So stop yelling at me. That's not my fault. Yell at freaking Nick Sirianni. Right. He's the one so, who loves him. Sometimes, you, most times, you differentiate. Here's what the Eagle thinks. Here's what John McMullen thinks. If you just say, here's what the Eagles think, and don't say, here's what John McMullen thinks, then people just assume you're you're lining up with them, that you're in agreement with them. But you have said before, because I know I've asked you, because, you know, I'm not the biggest Gamewell fan. The thing that One of the things that annoys me about the Eagles is, Kenny Gamewell had this great playoff run last year. No, he had a great playoff game. He was great against the Giants. He didn't do all that much against San Francisco and in the Super Bowl because they pulled Miles Sanders because he made an idiot move early in the game, turning the ball outside rather than just turning it up inside. 
He wasn't great in the Super Bowl either. He had one great playoff game, but somehow that became conflated to he had a great playoff run with the Eagles. No, he didn't. Stop. Well, so, Tom, it, it became conflated because Nick said it about a hundred times. Well, it doesn't mean that it's right just because he says it. Sometimes we can disagree with the coach. And on the topic of Kenny Gainwell, that would be one of them. Quez Watkins would be another. All right, McMahon and McDonald, quickie timeout, come back. We're only minutes away from Ed Kratz joining us here on Bird Street 65. If you own a company and you're not producing a podcast, you're missing out. The public consumes messaging when they're ready. Join the professional podcast network of companies and let Jacob Media Partners put you in the podcast arena. Come to our professional studio or we'll come to your place of business and professionally produce your company podcast. Call Jacob Media right now at 267-261-3428. 267-261-3428. My name is Dr. Bruce Grossinger. And I'm the medical director of Philadelphia PRP and Stem Cell Institute. I'm reaching out to those who suffer from spine and joint pain. We use treatment methods that require no surgery, no scalpel, no drugs. Running, walking, or whatever your desires are, Dr. Groshner is where you need to come. You can benefit from the same PRP and stem cell treatment as Wilbert Montgomery. Call us now at 610-222-5675. We're here to show you a better way to spend your state income taxes and get the money to where it's needed to most to the thousands of qualified kids. What we like about blocks is they really know where the need is. This program ensures that their dollars come 100% into these kids for their tuition assistance. If you are able, blocks makes the EITC piece go very quickly and very smoothly. Turn your PA state tax liability into need-based scholarships and receive a 90% tax credit. Win and save this baseball season from Colony Pools and Power Washing, a local company serving Delaware, Delco, and Chester County since 1970. Are you tired of looking at your greenhouse? Is your roof, siding, deck stained green from algae and mold? Let the experts pressure wash your home and take the pressure off of you. Win with Colony Pools and Power Washing. Call them now at 302-762-2250. That's 302-762-2250. Couple minutes more, Mac and Mac, and then we'll get Eddie Kratz from SI John's running mate up here and give him his props for. Hey, by the way, Jody, I just saw during the break, Daniel Jones was magically uh, cleared for contact after yesterday's game. Uh, right. Yeah. Even though I have that yesterday, happened. prior to the game, 
Uh, they were talking about week 10, uh, that uh, he could be ready by week 10. Oh, now he's because uh, Tyrod Taylor went down. Funny how that happens. You're looking at uh, Mr. DeVito, the backup. Uh, miraculous. You are correct. Um, J Mac, we're going to do this all week. We might as well start it now. Uh, I'm a happy guy, and I'll tell you why I'm a happy guy. Because the one thing I said before the season started was twice this year in the regular season, and if it happens a third time, I'd be okay with it again from an Eagle perspective because the quarterback of the Cowboys has not been all that good in the postseason. I wanted to see Dak against Jalen. Last year, we got it neither time. Jalen missed one game with an injury, and of course, the Cowboys won. Dak missed one game with an injury, and of course, the Eagles won. I want to Dak against Jalen both times this year during the regular season. Well, the first game has arrived next week, and it's Dak against Jalen. And sorry, Eagle fans, stats are stats and facts are facts. And Dak Prescott is 8-3 and three against the Philadelphia Eagles. That's just a fact. Yes, he is. <clears throat> so you can't get around that. Now, he is also a guy who has underachieved come postseason time. Well, this isn't a postseason game. It's a regular season game. And Dak has got a winning record against the Philadelphia Eagles. It's time to get it closer to 500. Uh, time for the Eagles to put an uh, L on Dak's record. Another L. He only has three. Um, good thing or bad thing, first game of the year between these two teams in Philadelphia. Would you rather have had this game in Dallas? Say the situation is what it is. Eagles 7-1. and one, Cowboys five and two. They've already had their bye. <clears throat> so they only have five wins, but two losses to one loss. Better for the Eagles or worse for the Eagles that the first one's in Philadelphia and they got to travel to Dallas in December? Um, I think it's better um, because obviously, uh, even though I talked about the Eagles' uh, road record, um, that's a stadium. Um, There'll be plenty of Eagles fans there because it's so big, but it's a tough place to take over. Um, and it's a very difficult place to play. And they've had some difficulties down there. Um, and obviously, Lincoln Financial Field is a very difficult place to play. And if you start to create some space between you and Dallas, because really it's it's only one game in the loss column. So if this if Dallas can find a way to win this game, they're in very good shape. And we talk about the Eagles' goals, and and the ultimate goal is obvious, Super Bowl or bust, and the easiest way to get there. And they know they've done it twice now. Make sure everything has to go through Lincoln Financial Field. So their number one goal is to get that number one seed not only because you, you get the, the, the bye week, uh, which is a huge advantage since they made the shift in the playoffs, only one, not, not two um, of those first-round buys. Um, teams don't win here in January, um, and uh, they've created space already with this little lull from the 49ers so really now you're talking about Dallas and Detroit. Um, as long as the Eagles keep putting together wins and beating the teams they're supposed to beat, they got the inside track already. And if they if they can win this game against Dallas, it's looking really good. Right. So you like the fact that it's here this week. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, <clears throat> I also don't have to try. 
Okay. Well, you got to travel in December. You know you're going to Dallas. The question is, are you going early or are you going later? And you're going later this year. Um, it's kind of like, you know, from time to time we jump into baseball metaphors. The doubleheader pitching decision. Most managers believe if you got to start two starters on that day, and again, baseball is so changed, who your yeah. starting pitcher is, doesn't matter near as much as it used to. It used no. to mean everything. I would always save my better pitcher for the second game. I would, and and I'm in the major minority there. Most managers go, no, best foot forward. Give me my better starting crit. Get that first game in the win column. I would take my puncher's chance the first game. And then if I found a way to win, damn, do I feel good about a sweep. I got my better pitcher coming in the <clears> second game. I, I look at this the same way. I'd rather go take my shot on the road first and know that I got. I like your thought process, back. but I think it's uh, I'd, I'd be a little bit more uh, malleable with it from a baseball perspective. I'd be, if I got a lights out guy, I agree with your perspective. I take my shot and I got the lights out guy and I know I'm going to win the second game. If my if my top pitcher is sort of a. You know, I always argue in baseball, there's not really. Well, now there's no aces. Now everybody goes five innings, but we're talking old school baseball. There weren't, you know, every team didn't have a legitimate ace, uh, you know, number one pitcher, Bob Gibson, you know, type pitcher. Um, if I had Bob Gibson, yeah, I agree with your mentality. If I got a run of the mill starter, then I might rethink it a little bit. That is that my best guy, but um, for the Eagles. It, no, I, I want to create some distance, and I want to put some doubt in the Cowboys' mind. And you'll have Micah Parsons down there saying, oh, the Eagles are really good. <laughs> and maybe you get more doubt more doubt in their minds. So I, 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 I want to create that space. The, the stream is not happy with me already today, so I'll go down the hypothetical road again and take everybody off. Yeah, but if they get beat next week. Well, then they're, yeah, then. They're. Now you've got to go down there. You're officially in second place, by the way. Well, they will be in first because the Cowboys haven't played. So the Eagles will have an extra win in their column. But you'll be dead even in the, the loss column. Yeah, you'll have a loss to column. them. So you're yeah. a half a game behind. And, oh, by the way, you got to go to their building next month. Yeah, no, the, the, the upside's great. You're right. Oh, create distance. Open things up. But if you lose because the Cowboys win one as handsomely as they did yesterday and only a half game behind, yeah, there's the de potential downside. Uh, sorry to do that to Eagle fans. All right, Johnny Mac, Johnny Mac, Mac and Mac. I see Ed Kratz, the president of the Sam Howell fan club here in the Delaware He, he got the football to spike, Ed. Spike the football. He is. He's going to get a chance to do just that. He's been talking Sam Howell up for quite some time. Eddie Kratz from SI joins us next here on Birds 365. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. 
With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. We're here to show you a better way to spend your state income taxes and get the money to where it's needed to move to the thousands of qualified kids. What we like about blocks is they really know where the need is. This program ensures that their dollars come 100% into these kids for their tuition assistance. If you are able, blocks makes the EITC piece go very quickly and very smoothly. Turn your PA state tax liability into need-based scholarships and receive a 90% tax credit. Since 1977, it's always been about you, the community, at Rafferty Subaru. And through the Subaru Love Promise, we prove we care by supporting charities like So Good Now. So Good Now helps kids in under-resourced areas by connecting them with student-athletes to serve as mentors. We remove barriers so athletes can help youth in the corners of our communities where light and love are needed most. When you choose Rafferty Subaru, you help organizations like So Good Now. It's all about you. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. For the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. Magamac guys, joined by John's running mate from Sports yeah. Illustrated, Ed Kratz, with his uh, ghost decoration in the background, all ready for Halloween. Uh, happy Halloween in advance to you, Ed Kratz. Nice, uh, by the way. I'm uh, I'm a little frightened. I'm a little spooked. I I did not see me being spooked by Sam Howell yesterday, but after the game, <laughs> I said, "Oh my God, I should be blanking my pants." Yeah. Uh, he was that good. Eddie Kate, what you see in Sam? I watched him play at North Carolina. I thought he was blatantly overrated, as a matter of fact, but he was damn good yesterday. What was it that tipped you off to Sam Howe? Well, first of all, happy Halloween. And, uh, you know, Jody, I'm sure you're going to go out at trick-or-treating as Sam Howe, I would hope. If the commanders had won the game yesterday, I might have had to do that. You're right. But since yeah, the Eagles no, won, no. I get to put the Sam Howe jersey away. Listen, I, I like what I liked about him at North Carolina was just his toughness, you know, his moxie. I mean, this guy was able to run the football with no fear. He kept plays alive with his legs and he was able to make plays down the field. And, you know, I, I like that at North Carolina. And I we've seen it in both games against the Eagles. I mean, he might not be the same quarterback against every other team. In fact, I know he's not. He hasn't been not yet. 
But against the Eagles, I mean, you, you might want to induct him into the Hall of Fame tomorrow. Yeah. He we plays against that bus ready. Uh, yeah, he he picks up first downs with his legs. Uh, the guy's been sacked forty times. He doesn't seem to show any signs of shell shock from that. I mean, he stands in the pocket, and I know he got the ball out quickly yesterday. And you wonder. Where was that game plan all year if you're Eric Bieniemy, You know, that's, to me, kind of an indictment on the Washington coaching staff. I mean, this guy is better getting the ball out quick, and you keep him upright if you're getting the ball out quick. And I know the Eagles have the great pass rush, and every game plan is different, but you have to account for the fact that our quarterback's getting killed back there. We got to get the ball out quick. Why did it take until week eight to figure that out? And we'll see if they figure it out going forward. But right now, the commanders look a little dead in the water. But, boy, that's no fault of Sam House. Career high, 397 yards passing, 39 completions, which is, you know, that's three games worth for a lot of quarterbacks. For uh, Tommy DeBito, it's uh, three yeah. years worth. <laughs> I mean, it, 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 and John pointed this out yesterday. I mean, as much as I'm indicting the Washington coaching staff here, I mean, what, the Eagles shut down Tua Tagovailoa yeah. last week. I mean, yeah. they shut him down. This, this great quarterback from Alabama – who was thrown for 500, you know, he had 500 total yards of offense a game, 37 points. He did nothing against the Eagles. Then Sam crazy league. It yeah, is a crazy and league. Sam Howe comes in and just picks them apart and keeps that in, keeps them into the game until, you know, the onside kick that Devontae Smith recovered with a minute to go. Uh, but, yeah, I, I like Sam Howe a lot at North Carolina, and, you know, uh, I just thought he would be a pretty good pro, and so far he, he's looking like a pretty good pro. Yeah, but here's the problem I just checked. No more games against Eagles this year. Sam. <laughs> right. He's, yeah. he's going he's right. to have to earn that continued trust of Ed Kratz against us. Yeah. So you don't think the commanders are a playoff team, I guess. I, uh, I, I mean, you never know. Back. I mean, the, the last playoff team is four and four right now, and they just lost their quarterback for the season. So they're three and five. They're not out of anything. If they, maybe, who knows? Maybe they, they get some juice. There are no moral victories, but they finally figured something out on offense. Maybe Eric Bieniemy does learn. He's got to get the football out a little bit quicker. Um, who knows? But uh, I was impressed by Sam Howell. I was. I thought he played. It wasn't only the game plan. I thought he he played really well with it in it. Um, and did a lot of good things. So when he, but we've seen these games with uh, Jonathan Gannon, these high completion percentages, and it drives the Eagles fans nuts. When you're, when you're, I think it was twenty-one of twenty-two at one point, Ed. When you're, when when things are going that drastically poor from an Eagles perspective, and the pass rush isn't getting home because the ball's coming out quickly or whatever reason um the past they're having a crappy game what do they have to do differently on the back end can they do every anything differently well it was a, you know they they had two new safeties in there from a week ago against the dolphins right i mean yeah. uh reed blankenship was back did not play very well at all i know he had that big turning point interception uh that set up that go-ahead touchdown for the eagles to get their first lead of the game with seven plus minutes to go. Uh, and then they had Kevin Byard in there. So, you know, maybe it's just a matter of, you know, playing together for a game or two until so they can kind of communicate and learn how to communicate with one another. But, you know, even Slay alluded to it after the game is we got to get that back seven fixed because it's not just on the secondary, but this to me is a weakness of the Eagles. I mean, how many 
uh, completions did Sam Howe have over the middle of the field uh, to guys on crossing patterns or Logan Thomas, a very good tight end, that they don't have a linebacker who can cover the middle of the field, it looks like. I mean, the Kobe Dean, a little on the shorter side, Zach Cunningham on the tall side, but that's not his strength, is covering you know, backs or tight ends or receivers on crossing patterns in the middle of the field. So if you're looking at a trade deadline move from Howie Roseman, Tuesday, 4 p.m., you might want to put linebacker on the list because they need somebody who can come in and cover uh, the middle of the field like Kaiser White did and T.J. Edwards learned to do in four years with Philly before moving on to Chicago. Understood. I uh, got a question for you about the wide receiver to Philadelphia Eagles, who's playing pretty well right now. Uh, a little bit of an understatement. Uh, I know he's referenced himself as 7-11, always open. I would like to argue that. A.J. Brown is not always open. He's often covered, and he was covered yesterday, and it still didn't stop him from making eight catches on eight targets coming his way. He's unguardable right now. And who in the league, who possibly, and unfortunately you got no digs coming in this week with Dallas. I don't think they've got any corner that's going to be able to come close to covered. Who can cover A.J. Brown in the NFL right now? Yeah, I mean, the, the commander's, Cornerbacks are young, and they tried, you know, Emmanuel Forbes or God, they they put Forbes back on him. What what are they well, doing to that poor kid? I mean, I, who else do you have? I mean, Benjamin St. Juice. What's he a second or third? Yeah, uh, but, I, but at least um, he has the. I would have kept St. Juice on him. Yeah, it's not going to work, but uh, he's at least a pro player. Forbes it didn't work. They I mean, destroyed Forbes. Yeah, St. already Juice was on him too. I mean, they rotated several guys on him, and AJ talked about it after the game, but. Who can stop him? I mean, maybe a veteran like a Jalen Ramsey. It's a shame yeah. he didn't play for the Dolphins last week to see. Nick Sirianni loves Jalen Ramsey, by the way. Loves he him. loves A.J. Brown, too. Called him yeah. the best player in the, in the locker room. It's well, so. he should. Yeah. He also but... loves Kenny Gainwell. Yeah. Oh, that's that. a good point. Yeah, maybe he's got bad. Uh, yeah. yeah. No, he does love A.J. A.J.'s great. AJ, I've been talking. Day one, I said, final piece of the puzzle. A.J.'s playing at such a high level. Um, you yeah, know, in the conversation, certainly for being the best receiver in football. But here's the thing: overall, we talk about Sam Howell, great game. Jalen Hurts, he targeted AJ and Devontae 15 times yesterday. 15 for 15. 15 for 15. Um, you know, back in week one, you've heard this, I know, multiple times, Ed. Whenever the Eagles have a big running game over 200 yards. They do it because that's what the opposing defense is giving them. Um, and what does everybody say that week? The detractors, oh, Jalen's going to have to throw the ball. Jalen, uh, at some point, he's going to have to do it against Patrick Mahomes. Well, he did it against Patrick Mahomes on the biggest stage. Uh, they didn't get over the top, but not because of him. Even if you want to talk about the turnover, he was arguably the best player on the field. And then yesterday, he's got the bone bruise on the knee, 319 yards, four touchdowns. There's your game. What else do people need to see? You know, uh, Devin McCourty had a quote uh, on the Sunday night telecast uh, on the Sunday night game, said that uh, are, are they a run team? Are they a pass team? Philadelphia is a winning team. They just go and win games any way that they can. And I think that sums it up perfectly i mean no. you don't know i mean they haven't run the ball very well the last couple of weeks right 
under 100 yards both games. And, and you know, this is a, an offense that likes to run the ball, and they just haven't been real successful at it. And uh, talk about the trade deadline again. I mentioned linebacker. You know, maybe running back is on that list. I don't, I don't think it would be. You know, you have Rashad Penny, you know, who hasn't been able to get on the field this year. I mean, why not give him a shot? You know, he's a, he's a hard-nosed between-the-tackles runner. I don't know why he hasn't had the opportunity to get out there and, and kind of game. <laughs> show some juice, you know, but uh, they just haven't run the ball well. But but like you said, Jalen Hurts and this knee injury thing, I think, is is overblown. I mean, I think Hurts, yeah, he threw a couple picks last week. He didn't throw an interception uh, yesterday, but he had the fumble at the goal line. Uh, he is turning the ball over a lot, but I don't think that has anything to do with a knee injury. I mean, this team is still winning despite being minus three in the turnover ratio category. You know, we um, haven't talked about this. I forgot to bring it up. The tush push didn't work. Can we finally stop talking about it now? Now you don't have to ban no, it. No, 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 no. We got to talk about it more because they went to the fake tush push. Yeah. And a perfect handoff to Swift for a touchdown. They've yeah. been holding on to the alternate play forever because they weren't going to run it until somebody stopped them. Well, they did, and they go, all right, we'll stick it up your nose another way. Here's another play for you. And Swift took it in on the uh, option play. It was great. You just can't stop it. The only way you can stop it is if the Eagles stop themselves and, and yeah, we stall it. You know, I thought it was a touchdown. Jalen ran into was it Dickerson he ran into on the play? I, I don't know. I, I think Baldy just put it up. I, I think so, that I think Dickerson knocked the ball out of his Yeah. Well, I heard out. some people say again, we're at FedEx Field, so we have no replays, we have nothing. It's Spartan existence. Although Josh Harris did a hell of a job. Uh, better better spread. Give Josh a, a tip of the hat. Uh, thank Josh. you, Josh. Um, but uh, as far as, yeah, we, we can't see anything at FedEx Field. So a bunch of people said the snap didn't come up to him, um, but it seems like he got the snap. So uh, it, it yeah. seems like the fumble was on him. But Well, yeah, he took maybe ownership of that. I mean, even Kelsey said after the game that he thought the snap was good. He thought it was a touchdown. He didn't know that the ball had even been fumbled. Um, yeah. But Hurt said, I didn't, you know, I didn't put the ball away. So he took ownership of that. So that's kind of what we have to go with. And that's the only way to stop it is if the Eagles make a mistake on it. If they line up off sides like we've seen them do uh, or fumble the ball. All right, Ed Kratz, if let's say in one of the high-intensity practices the Eagles have this week, uh, Julio Jones pulls a hamstring and he's going to be out for a period of time. Has he already earned his keep with yesterday's touchdown grab? I say he's done. If he never takes another snap as an Eagle, it was a smart move by Howie Roseman to bring in Julio Jones. Agree or disagree? Well, I mean, how can you disagree? Um, you know, uh, he, he helped win that game yesterday. I mean, that was a nice catch. He really got that drilled. A, that was a really nice catch. The, the yeah. pass was a, a great throw. No, it was, no, it was, it was a much say. better catch and it was a throw. Exactly. Yeah. The pass was a little behind him. And Julio being, a you know, the future Hall of Famer that he is kind of, you know, reached back in traffic, ignored the hit that he was about to get and uh, made it a nice catch. And that was a huge catch. I, I think it was a third down throw. Um, so you don't come up with that play. Then Then what do you do? Um, you know, you're looking to take a touchdown lead, obviously the way the commanders are moving the ball and Sam, Howe, Jody was moving the ball. Um, <laughs> how's that for a spike? Uh, getting bound. Sam Howell. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, huge, but listen, if he does get hurt and that, you know, listen, that's a big hypothetical. And, you know, Chip Kelly would say, you know, I don't deal in hypotheticals, but if that were to happen, 
Uh, I think you keep them on the practice squad still. You put them on the practice squad IR, whatever you need to do. Um, but yeah, I think he's deserved a spot on this team. The bigger problem would be who's well, yeah, be- yeah, they got to elevate him. That's the bigger problem. Yeah, well, they one, got one more, one more game, got one more practice, and then they got to make a decision. Yeah. And we know what the decision is if he's healthy. Well, one more game, so one they can game. elevate him for Dallas, and then you head into the bye week, so you have two weeks to push that decision off. But uh, yeah, I, I listen, if he does get hurt in practice this week, who, who's going to be your other receiver? I mean, Alameda Zacchaeus is getting so many snaps, but he's just not yeah, producing any sort of catches. And then, you know, Quez Watkins, I think, you know, is he is he going to even come back? I think he's got another game left on the IR, so they don't have to make that decision until after the bye. Uh, but who do you have? Britton Covey, Devin Allen? I mean, you, you have nobody. So you're looking at the hey, don't deadline. don't uh, criticize our guy Britton Covey. Another great punt yeah. return. I want to make note of that uh, yeah. as well. Uh, Absolutely. Set up a touchdown. 25-yard return to midfield. Very well done after a 50-plus-yard punt by Tress Way. But, yeah, I think, listen, Julio Jones, the issue is he's got to stay healthy because you don't have anything else uh, to run in there if he gets hurt. Yeah. All all I'm saying is Quez Watkins doesn't make that catch yesterday. Same play, same pass, no No. chance, no shot. Julio Jones pulled it in. Quez, uh, ball speed coming off his hands. All right. We're down to mere hours before the trade deadline, and they didn't have to trade for Julio Jones. He was on the scrap heap. Shame on everybody else around the league. But then again, Julio was dictating things. What's your favorite uh, way of describing Julio Jones as part of the uh, mercenary market? Mercenary yeah, he's market. Made, he's Get made on. a ton of money. He doesn't have to pay for the league minimum. He's ring chasing. That's dead on, on point uh, yeah. with the way the uh, Eagles and Julio Jones came together. Um, if there's nobody le- else left out there on the mercenary market, Howie Roseman made a trade last week, got Kevin Bayard. Got to work a little harder getting him up to speed this week uh, for the game. Anything else up Howie's sleeve between now and tomorrow's deadline? Well, yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, for sure. I mean, what, will he get something done? I, I don't know. And maybe we should. You mentioned Julio Jones off the scrap heap. Maybe that should be kind of what we're looking at is who is on the scrap heap. I mean, who who can they bring in? Because Jones was such an out-of-the-blue uh, signing, just like Linval Joseph and Ndamukong Sue last year were. Uh, so we should be kind of scouring the scrap heap to see if there is something there that can help because maybe that's the Ndamukong route. Sue if Jalen Carter is injured. Uh you know, who knows? And Dominican says he wants to come back. Maybe he comes back here. Yeah, uh, but hopefully see. nothing's wrong with Jalen Carter yeah. long term. No, um, terrible. Um, but, yeah, I listen, you know, how he's going to try to make a deal. He probably should trade Derek Barnett or just release him. I mean, oh, come, I, on, I, come on, come on, come on. Now that he went you there. held him this long. You're tell not releasing me, him. Tell me you're going to get a third. John's been telling me for six months now. They get a three pick for uh, Derek Barnett. No, they can't. Do you not think they've been shopping him for two weeks to try and see if anybody, and I mean anybody in the league would take him, and the problem is nobody's willing to give him anything for Derek Barnett? Hey, uh, there are so many dumb GMs in this league, Jody. Apparently, mm-hmm. none have been so far, John. Do you think how he hasn't been attempting to take I don't advantage know of all those to. dumb GMs? I, I, I don't know if he wants to trade them. That's the problem. That's the problem. This guy got a fifth-round pick for Jalen Stickin' Rager. <clears throat> I mean, there are so many dumb GMs in this league. I, I, I think he could get 
a seventh round, a conditional seventh round pick, but a conditional seventh round pick for Ed Kratz. I really believe it. They could say, yeah, Ed, Ed play ball back in the day and get somebody. Yeah. To play. Um, yeah. I, I, I mean, there, it has more to do with the dumbness of the other GMs. I'm not trying to. Well, apparently not. They're, they're not that dumb. Like, if they haven't traded for Derek. The assumption, yet, your assumption where I disagree with is he's been on the market. I don't necessarily know he's been on the market because he values the defensive front so much and he wants to come at people in waves and he wants to have all this depth. Like Contavious Street, I say, but I don't know if they want to trade Contavious Street. It's not, he doesn't play that much. Yesterday he played season high because of all the injuries they were dealing with, but he hasn't played this much, that much this season. I don't know if he wants to trade him because he, he wants that depth on the defensive front so much. But boy, Ed, I look at the the back seven, and you mentioned linebacker, but also slot corner. This has been historic, the, the, the turnover at slot corner, how many slot corners they played. Are we at the end of the rope, or are they going to add more at slot corner? Well, it's kind of a shame Bradley Roby hasn't been able to play the last two weeks because you really haven't had a good evaluation of whether he can be the answer or not. But, you know, maybe he is the guy when he comes back from that shoulder injury. They didn't put him on IR, so you wonder if he comes back for Dallas. Um, but I, I think Bradley Roby could be that guy. They just don't know. So, yeah, maybe slot corner could be in, in the future if you can find one. I mean, they got one, but he's been suspended yeah, for the they year. Got one. Isaiah Rogers. Maybe, yeah, you mentioned this in the car drive home. Maybe he's maybe he's lobbing the NFL. They they lessen the suspension for Williams, was it, Jameson, Jameson Williams, Williams, and Williams, somebody yeah. else. There was a second player. Right. They lessened the suspension. But I think he bet on football. So I don't yeah. know if they're gonna I think they were two different violations. Yeah. Probably I so. think he bet on football. Yeah. Um, but I'm so, sure how he's made that call and say, hey, you know, this is harsh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure he's lobbed, you know, called Goodell's office to see what he could do. But uh, right now it's kind of an issue for sure. It is historic that this is the Roby's their fourth one. We saw Sidney Brown get in there. He's the fifth one to play the slot. I mean, it's just kind of a, a result. They've used eight slot corners. Is that what it is? Wow. That's a lot of slot yeah. corners. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, and they have Ron L. Williams, a slot coach who just doesn't have any guys to coach. <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I think that that could be, you know, on their shopping list. Uh, Derek Barnett, we were talking about him. I mean, they only played seven snaps yesterday. I mean, this guy is just kind of an afterthought now and you'd be doing him a favor, but it was interesting. Oh, he, he wants to- out. There's no yeah, doubt oh, sure. he, wants he wanted out before the season, but yeah. it was interesting when Howie acquired Robert Quinn at the trade deadline last year, close to the trade deadline. He, he kind of alluded to the fact that they struggled a little bit with the rotation with yeah. Barnett having yeah. him in his ACL earlier in the year. So, yeah. you know, he, I don't think he'll just give him up or just release him, but if they, if a team wants to give him a sixth round pick or a seventh round pick, I'm, I'm pretty sure he'd take it. Not happening. Um, all right. Last thing for you. What is the round? What round would it take you if you're advising Howie Roseman? Howie calls you and tells you, Ed, here's what I got on the table. Should I pull the trigger or should I actually believe that I can hold out for more? What round pick? Does it have to be a first round pick? Would you do it for a second round pick? Possibly a third round pick? Or you're t- Jody, this is a t- 
difference you can drive a truck to. There's a reason I'm doing that. Would you trade Marcus Mariota to the Minnesota Vikings? Once upon a time, the Eagles traded a quarterback to the Minnesota Vikings and got a first-round draft. First-round draft pick for him when he wasn't worth nearly that Sammy Sleeves. By the way, you know who they got with that first-round pick? Who was that? I believe Derek Barnett. I believe that was the Vikings pick. See how things all come uh, circular? All right. How big a draft pick does Minnesota have to get for Howie DeGrosman go? Yeah, take my backup quarterback. Um, yeah, well, listen, Minnesota's in a tough spot, obviously, and that apparently is a pretty tough offense. You don't like Jaron Hall? <laughs> That's, I think, the fourth time I've heard There's that no name. no Sam Howell, Jaron Hall, I can oh. guarantee you that. <laughs> I've heard that name five times now, and, I, and an hour later, I still forget it. So, <laughs> you know, it's going <laughs> to – they need more than just whoever. Uh so, yeah, I would – listen, they're not going to give up a first for Mariota if they do. Boy, that's just, you know. Now, John Rick Spielman's in Miami. John yeah. just keeps saying they're a bunch of dummy general managers in this well, yeah, league. Not that dumb. Even not that, yeah. I mean, what about it just – and we talked about this on the car ride home last night, John. What about trading him straight up for Jordan Hicks? You know, I, I Yeah, we did. A, a lot of people brought that trade up which I think would be a great trade for both teams. But I, I, and I said this earlier in the show, I don't think how he's trading Marcus Mariota. He, he does, he wants a backup quarterback. He doesn't want the season to be over. If something happens to Jalen hurts, everybody in this league gets injured. Jalen's gotten injured for luckily for short periods of time. Kirk cousins, a perfect example. Guy never got hurt, never got hurt, never got hurt, never got hurt. Now, it, right, the most durable quarterback in the NFL for over a decade. Bang, boom, you got hurt. Zach Ertz, 100% injury rate in this league. If you play long enough, you're getting hurt. And how he doesn't want to have to give up on the season and go to his Jaron Hall. And we all like Tanner McKee, and we all thought he played well in the summer. The Eagles do not want to play Tanner McKee. No. Um, this- this isn't the preseason anymore, no. as uh, Josh McDaniel said about Aiden O'Connell out there in Las Vegas. You know, he's not playing Aiden O'Connell, and it would be the same way with Tanner McKee. I mean, yeah. good summer, but not against the first team guys. So, yeah. uh, you know, you're right. If they traded Mariota and then something were to happen to Jalen Hurts, then you know Howie would be you know ridiculed for making that deal, because then what do you have after McKee? That you'd have to go out and sign somebody off the scrap heap, and who who's out there that? Ian Buck. I don't know. Is Ian still out there? Uh, I don't know. Um, the Vikings yeah. might sign him. Matt Barkley. Hey, he's, he's, no, he wasn't. Hey, that, a, that was pre-Siriani, wasn't it? When it, Barkley it, was here. Yeah. That was, yeah. that was Chip moving up in the fourth round to grab him. Uh, yeah. I, it would be a disaster if they traded him and something were to happen. And then what do you got? I mean, then you have McKee and whoever. Scrap heap guy. Well, come on. You know, you know where the cries are going to come from if they do this. Nick Foles. Nick Foles, baby. Bring back Nick. You know that's going to happen here. How amazing is it? Because we saw the the uptick, Ed, up close, and we saw the downfall. How amazing is it that nobody talks about Carson Wentz? Uh, what what I, th- th- there's there's got to be books written about this guy. I mean, he was so good, and then just such a precipitous fall. It is astonishing. 
Nobody would read that book. Nobody would read it. <laughs> <laughs> <be a> loser. <laughs> uh, listen, if Joe Douglas didn't want him when they lost Aaron Rodgers, uh, that, that, that says a lot. I mean, you know, Joe Douglas was in Philly when the Eagles drafted him, and he doesn't want him. So right. uh, that kind of tells you all you need to know about Carson Wentz. Um, you know, and here's a stat ab- about uh, Nick Foles, is, and, and this comes from our friend Jeff Kerr, uh, who said that the last quarterback to throw for over 300 yards and four touchdowns without an interception for the Eagles? Of course, Hertz did it last night. The last one was Nick Foles in the 2013 season when he threw those seven touchdown passes out in Oakland. So, greater yeah, uh, name. Yeah, it's been 10 years since that happened. So, you know, if you're going to go Nick Foles, let's dust that stat off and, uh, uh, you know, uh, see if he please, can recapture the match. Don't do that. Yeah, I think his I, house in Hanfield is up for sale. So, I tweeted this while you guys were toiling away in Washington. Uh, Jets Giants could have been Tommy DeVito against Tom Boyle in the second half of that game yesterday. Tom Boyle. They'd rather have Tom Boyle at quarterback than Carson Wentz in uh, New Jersey. Right. And charge tickets to see that game. I mean, come on. Yeah. All right. Nobody's going to read the book. They're going to have to read our Dale Mabry book, uh, Garrett's uh, Morgan book. Ed and I are working on uh, famous uh, highway names near stadiums. And rest stops. And rest stops. Molly Pitcher. And rest stops. Molly Pitcher there in North Jersey. Yeah. Dale Mabry's got some quality establishments on that. Now, Dale Mabry, everything, uh, I was joking, Ed, everything in Tampa. Where, where, give directions. It's right up Dale Mabry. Everything. Everything in Tampa. Yeah. There's a couple of places I have been on Dale Mabry. Yeah, oh, everything. I'm sure the Applebee's wasn't there, one of them, I'm pretty sure. The Applebee's was not one of them, but dress <laughs> was optional. We'll just yeah. leave it at that, okay? Uh, Eddie Kratz, good stuff. Always a pleasure, bud. Sam Howell thanks you. His parents right. thank you. Everyone yeah. associated. You stuck by him, and damn if he didn't like look like a Hall of Famer yet. Yep. Well, let yep. me just confirm one more time. Oh, that's right. He's 0-2 against the Eagles this year. Oh, right. and 2 Tough league to win in. Tough league to win, but he's. I, I think he's going to figure it out. He's, yeah. He played very well yesterday. Eddie, good stuff. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, guys. Kratz here with us on Birds 365. All right, Mac and Mac coming back. You know what we got to do. Put a bow on this show. <laughs> you own a company and you're not producing a podcast you're missing out the public consumes messaging when they're ready join the professional podcast network of companies and let jacob media partners put you in the podcast arena come to our professional studio or we'll come to your place of business and professionally produce your company podcast call jacob media right now at 267-261-3428 267-261-3428 my name is dr bruce grossinger 
and I'm the medical director of Philadelphia PRP and Stem Cell Institute. I'm reaching out to those who suffer from spine and joint pain. We use treatment methods that require no surgery, no scalpel, no drugs. Running, walking, or whatever your desires are, Dr. Groshner is where you need to come. You can benefit from the same PRP and stem cell treatment as Wilbert Montgomery. Call us now at 610-222-5675. We're here to show you a better way to spend your state income taxes and get the money to where it's needed to move to the thousands of qualified kids. What we like about blocks is they really know where the need is. This program ensures that their dollars come 100% into these kids for their tuition assistance. If you are able, Blocks makes the EITC piece go very quickly and very smoothly. Turn your PA state tax liability into need-based scholarships and receive a 90% tax credit. Win and save this baseball season from Colony Pools and Power Washing, a local company serving Delaware, Delco, and Chester County since 1970. Are you tired of looking at your greenhouse? Is your roof, siding, deck stained green from algae and mold? Let the experts pressure wash your home and take the pressure off of you. Win with Colony Pools and Power Washing. Call them now at 302-762-2250. That's 302-762-2250. Here with you on Birds 365. Countdown is on to Eagles Cowboys. Yes, we're just getting over. Come from behind. Went over to the Commanders yesterday. Good win in Washington. Phenomenal on offense. Questionable on defense. Seven and one best record in the NFL. That that sets the stage for what's to come on Sunday, which is Eagles Cowboys, as big as it usually is between these two teams, and Dak Prescott against Jalen Hurts which I started last year on this. Just please tell me that it's Hurts against Dak each game this year. Both I games think we're going to get there. Yeah, everything's day-to-day, but I think we're finally going to get there. All right, then speaking of day-to-day, do you know when Carter got hurt in the game yesterday? Did you notice when he was out of the rotation? He was in and out. He was the in the tent. I think he was having issues with it. He was in the tent early, came back, then he left. Uh, it was one of those things, so. Um, I think it was more of a um, a pre-existing condition, uh, but I, I don't have that. Uh, it wasn't, wasn't listed on any of the injury reports no. during the week, I, you know, we, we talked about that with Jalen. I mean, if you practice fully. Um, but, you know, that Fletcher had to, remember, missed the game, had to get an epidural because of back pain. Backs are tricky things. Um and yeah, he, he was in the injury tent very early and came out and was back in the game. We all thought he was fine. Then all of a sudden he's out again. So, um, uh, yeah. Um, but they certainly missed him. I will say that. And yeah. Jordan Davis played, but he was in and out and for a while it looked like he wasn't coming back. Then he came back, but he didn't play a lot. So he clearly, was struggling with the hamstring as well. So that really impacted the Eagles. They persevered 
and like I said, Pletcher deserves a lot of credit because he was back to like 2016 Pletcher Cox um, as far as snap counts. But um, yeah, they need those guys. Yeah, today I know here's another guy that they talk up maybe a little bit more than uh, well, no. With Sirianni, he talks up guys who he actually plays. They might not perform, but he over talks them. Marlon and and Contavious. They they Contavious got a lot of snaps yesterday, more yeah. than he usually does. And there is a drop off. Sorry, Contavious, you're just not one of the two big dogs in the middle of that line. Uh, Marlon didn't get snaps yesterday. Any reason why is he? Because he's supposedly the replacement for Davis. But Davis was out for a bunch as they played a quarter of the play. Why no Marlin in the middle? Well, one, I think it became a passing game. He played 13 snaps. Now, early, um, which is more than he typically plays. But uh, early, he got. I, I did see they, that was the one big run, I think, in the game. Uh, Brian Robinson had a decent run. I think it was 20, 29 yards. Um, but... Uh, and then it became a passing game, and then they go more four, 40 fronts, four-man fronts than 50. So in general, I think that had to do with it. But uh, he played more than he usually does. But uh, I think they played more 40 fronts as a whole because they're trying to stop the passing game, which they did not do. So, no. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it wasn't a run game. So when they're the trying to stop The only reason why I thought run, he might play a little bit more than he did was because – Davis was out as much as he was, and he is usually Davis's replacement. But you're right. If they're not in that defense, they're not in that defense. All right, brother. Uh, good show today. We'll try this again tomorrow. Only four more shows before the Cowboys come to town. Should be fun. I'll be here tomorrow at 8A. Will you? Uh, yeah, day to day, as always. But uh, we're hoping for Dak and uh, Jalen. We're hoping for Jody and John tomorrow. Same thing. No MRI necessary for Mac and Mac. We'll be back in two and two. You've been listening to Birds 365, the destination for the passionate Eagles football fan who bleeds green. If it's Eagles football, we're talking about it. Debate inside the locker room and guests that are some of the greatest football minds from around the region. We hope you enjoyed the show. We know we had a blast. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on social media at Jacob Sports. See you next time on Birds 365. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.